Today, I am sitting with you to chat about something that I know fills your heart probably every single day because it does mine as well. How do I confidently stand up for what I believe in, especially when my belief is unpopular in today's world? Oh my goodness, at this point, I just feel like I've become an expert at this because everywhere I look, there is just something else attacking what our family stands for. The world wants to make you and me jump right into its current and swim along, no questions asked. Well, lucky for me and lucky for you, we have found a place filled with friends encouraging us to swim upstream against it all, and feel confident while we do it. Let's walk away from today's episode, friend, with that kind of support. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to families that stick together to step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted, turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome friend with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, who if she could have any secret talent, it would be to play the piano, Jennifer Zumbiol. So a few months ago, I went to a park and it was just the week before school started. So, you know, we were trying to cram in all those last summer moments and I was feeling extra sentimental that day and noticing what my children were doing and having fun with all the little games we were playing, joining in together. Everyone was having a blast. Anyway, Nathan loves to go to parks and try to give himself like an obstacle course where he doesn't want to touch the ground. It's hot lava or whatever. And he tries to go across the entire play set without touching the ground. So this particular play set, had, it's not one we go to often at all. And it had like those, um, you know, where they look like little lily pad things and they have a bar attached to the top. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. And when you hold on to it, it kind of sways back and forth, but it's attached to the bottom and the top. Okay. So anyway, um, he was on that part of the playset, and he had to step over to the stationary platform thing. So he gets to that and I'm watching him. And his little legs are just too short. And I was like, buddy, it's okay if you get to that point and you can't cross. You can step down. You still did awesome. You cried across the whole thing. And he just kind of ignored me. He's like, mom, you don't even know what I'm capable of. (laughs) So he's still trying. He's stretching. He's got his one arm attached to the pole and he's really trying hard. And I can just see him trying to figure out how am I going to do this? 
And I'm watching him and I'm watching him and it seems like forever. And I'm just thinking, buddy, oh, if you could only grow a little bit. All of a sudden, he is like, you know what? I'm doing this. Just forget that huge chasm in the middle. I don't care about you. I am going with what I'm attached to right here. I'm going straight up. So he starts climbing that pole. He gets to the top. He grabs it and he hangs on like a little monkey bar thing and drops on the platform. And I was shocked. I was so proud of him. I was so excited. Here's my little six-year-old guy and he gets across. He totally figured it out and he just ran on to the next one. Like, mom, are you shocked? Are you really that shocked that I would do this? And he keeps going. And it was pretty cool. I actually had to pull out my my video for it the next time he went around because I was just so proud of him. It was really cool to sit there and watch him not give in to what was expected of him, right? Not just do what everyone else would have done and say, eh, whatever, I'll do it the way everyone would do. I'll go to the ground. I don't want to go to the ground, but I will. And I'll cross over the way everyone else would. He said, heck no, I don't care what you think. I'm going to figure this out because I know I am committed to getting across this playground without touching the ground. And by golly, I'm not going to. And your, your big gap in the middle here, your big jump is not going to stop me. I'm going to figure this out. And he did. When we see people accomplish something we didn't think they could, we automatically cheer, right? Woohoo! You did it. That was so awesome to watch. It's why we love the underdog. And when we witness the underdog, we probably all have had a moment where we imagine what that would be like for ourselves. That feeling of accomplishment when no one believed we could, when everything was against us. We may even start planning in our head what we feel inspired to attack and finally win at. The race we want to run, the commitment to meal planning and making family dinner actually happen. And maybe we even take steps towards it. But for many of us, it ends in, eh, I gave it a nice shot. I'll just continue the way I was. Can't be that bad. Literally everyone I know does it the exact same way I always have. Must not be that bad. And ultimately, maybe we settle for the status quo and choose to feel comfortable rather than work too hard and feel uncomfortable. Now, these are cute, not serious examples of what we can win at when the odds are against us, like climbing a playset, training for a race, finally getting a family dinner schedule that succeeds. But all of us, you, me, and every single person raising a family today are facing some much more serious decisions as families in the year 2021. And I think that we have absolutely got to face this and talk about it and not pretend it's not out there. We live in a culture where we have probably always seen some disparities to what we want for our own family. Screen time has always been a battle, the attraction to overscheduling our kids and activities, and, and so many other things. But at this point, when I look at the morals and what people are quote unquote valuing in our own country right here in America, I see that we parents have some very serious 
decisions to number one, acknowledge are in front of us. And number two, decide exactly which path we are on without sugarcoating any of it. So let's go with the first part. Acknowledge the problems right in front of us. It is absolute fact that for any of us raising our families the way God intended for us and properly ordered through his creation, that our world now calls good evil and evil is good. This is all packaged in a shiny box that sounds good. Words are manipulated to make us believe what we are being presented with is normal and right and just and the way it's supposed to be. And that's exactly what's happening here. You and me, our children, our parents, we're all being told so many twisted things that are delivered in such a way where we are left questioning if what we've always believed to be good and virtuous and the right way to live is actually wrong. It's like we're, we're all of a sudden questioning if everything we thought was true and good and the way God wanted us to be is not even correct anymore. It's, it's meant like that's what the world wants us to feel. They have manipulated us to think that their way is the right way. And if we are families built on the foundation of faith in our God and in Jesus Christ and our Judeo-Christian values, then why are we listening to the world? Why are we listening to people who clearly don't follow scripture? They don't follow what God has properly ordered in this world. Why are we doing it? I think that we have got to discern what messages we are listening to. Why are we letting our children, our girls, fall into this culture of wearing these clothes that the world has deemed cute and trendy when they are clearly inappropriate? Why are we letting them watch these TV shows because everyone's doing it at school? Oh, it's okay. I'll sit down and watch The Office with my sixth grader. Um, what? Have you sat and watched that show for five minutes? Hopefully you have, because if you're like me and Matt, we watch those reruns all the time. They are hilarious. They're awesome. It's brilliantly written and produced and casted and everything. One of my favorite shows by far. However, it is for adults. Every single theme in that show is for adults. Clearly, I'm getting fired up here. I just get so frustrated when we fall into this trap of, well, everyone else does it this way. This is the way the world's going. It's okay. I mean, you know, their kid watches it. Their kid knows this. My friend raises their family this way. It's okay. Really? Is it? Why are we slowly fading into this gray area and not noticing it? That's why I said the first part is acknowledge the problems right in front of us. And I get it. I mean, I fall into that trap where I have to step back and think, whoa, is this right? Because I've just been kind of going with the flow and swimming alongside everybody else. An easy example for us is getting our kids involved in too much. And we think, oh, shoot, you know, they have to do this. They have to do this. They're going to fall behind if they don't do this. And we have to step back and think, no, 
say no to that. They don't need the extra practice this week or they don't need to be thrown into another sport that totally compromises our family time and makes us run crazy. But my point of this is we are all in this same world facing these same problems and we've got to make a decision. So if we acknowledge what's in front of us first and pause long enough and have this conversation with our spouse and with our trusted friends who we know desire the same thing for their families, then we can actually sit and see what we are being challenged in and what is going against what we really stand for. And the thing is, it does all come wrapped in these shiny packages. And people that we think we should trust because they've always maybe live their life with good things or on the outside they do have good values and they're not bad people and and their kids aren't horrible human beings or anything like that then it's hard for us to determine if you know what they're telling us is actually not right for what we know we should be standing for so i think we have to be so careful in who we are getting our influence from what we are settling for. And if we are actually choosing these things because we're afraid to feel uncomfortable, we're afraid to not be like everyone else, we're afraid to be different. My challenge right now is for you to think of those things. Acknowledge the problems right in front of you. Go through your day and what things impact your day. What is a typical day like for you? What things are coming into your mind, your children's minds? What are you succumbing to? What are you saying yes to when you know you should be saying no? What doesn't feel right, but you keep doing it? What do you need to stand up for in your family in a different way? First, just acknowledge all those things. talking about confidently committing to what you believe in, standing up for it, going strong, and making sure you don't falter. You know how Advent is coming up? Oh gosh, you say, it's only October. Please, let's not talk about Christmas yet. Well, I'm going to talk about it because if you want to order together for Advent, guess what? You have to order it soon because I have to get it printed ahead of time. If you love the Advent tradition of really keeping Christmas about the meaning of Christmas and the birth of Jesus, then you will love to gather for Advent and the way that it brings your family together and it takes the real true meaning of the story of Christmas and it breaks it down into bite-sized pieces that fit into, of course, your small moments each day and makes you talk about things that actually fit into your real life. And it takes those lessons and it turns it into questions and, and conversations you can have with your own family and make you really talk about what matters. So get this for your family. You will be so thankful to Countdown for Christmas in this way. And when it's crazy that time of year and you feel like you just can't slow down, you will know that you have that one moment every day, 10 minutes or less, do it at dinner table, around bedtime prayers, in the car, whatever works for you. Take time to gather for Advent and speak the words that matter. And you can order yours today at togethermoments.com slash shop. And if you really want to commit to those faith-filled family values in your home, get the bundle of Together for Advent and Together for Easter. You'll save money and I'll ship 
both of them out just right before you're ready to do them so you don't put that Easter one aside and forget where it is come the end of February when you need to start for Lent and you will already have that for your family. Again, visit togethermoments.com. And the second point was decide exactly which path we are on without sugarcoating any of it. I added the sugarcoating part because it's so easy for us to stay on the path as everyone else, even if we know part of it doesn't feel right or it's not exactly what we want. It's so much easier to just go along with everyone else because it's harder to make those decisions. It's harder to be the only one doing something. It's harder to make a decision where we might have our children feel like they are being left out or we're being left out as parents. Nobody wants to feel that way. That is definitely not fun. But in this world that we are facing where so many things are attacking the family, the way God intended for it to be, we've got to make a decision. We either stay on the path of the world and swim along with these people and be transformed into thinking good is bad and bad is good, or we take a stance for everything that we know God wants for our family and we hunker down and we get solid in our family values. We know what God is calling us to do through his scripture, through church, through our good friendships that we create, where we are having good faith-filled conversations, where we teach our children these values, where we reference scripture and say, this is what God wants for us. The world might tell you this, and it will be hard to choose the other, but that's what God is calling us to do. And he wants us to do this for our family because he has so many good plans for us. When we follow this, he tells us, he promises us that he will bless us for choosing righteousness. And sometimes when we are going along in life and things don't feel like they're out of control at all, things feel good. It's fine. Yes, my life isn't exactly where I want it to be, but the kids are thriving. They are having good friendships. We have good weekends. We go on these great adventures together. In those moments, things seem great. But when we come to a crossroads where there's an obstacle or a distraction, that is when our families face a test and we might crumble or we don't have the tools and the armor to survive it. And then There's those points where we look back and think, how did we get to this place? I don't remember choosing to be here. I I didn't desire this for our family. I wanted so much more. I thought that we would grow into something so different. And I feel like we've settled. And it's like when you go down one of those roads where it's 25 miles an hour and you think, my goodness, this does not need to be 25 miles an hour. I could totally hit 45 here and be just fine. And then you come up to the bend and you say, oh, yes, that's why it was 25. And you go right down to where you're supposed to be because you knew it was the right place to be to begin with. God does that for us. He sets these rules and he defines where he wants our families to travel and the values he wants us to to instill and, and get really good at and perfect in our homes because he knows what's coming ahead and he knows why we need all of this to face everything out there. There is so much out there that wants to destroy our family. It does. It wants to take us down. 
And I don't think we need to live our lives in fear over that. Yes, I have these conversations all the time with my girlfriends, with Matt, that, you know, I can't handle this world. Oh my gosh, I can't believe what it's throwing at us. I want to live in a bubble. I I don't want to deal with this. But the truth is, I can't control what's out there. I can control what's in here, in my home, in our family, and what we choose to stand for. And standing for things could be all across the board. Everything you face on a daily basis with your children, with yourself, with conversations you have, with just the way you want to live your life, the decisions you want to make. What do you want to stand for? And why do you want to stand for that? What is the end goal? Why do you want to be committed to that? When I watched Nathan climb across that play set on the playground, that day. I was like the world telling him, it's okay, buddy. Just, you don't have to figure out a different way. Just go the way everyone does. If it makes you give up on what you were trying to stand for and get across there and not touch the ground, if it makes you give up on that, that's okay because everyone else does it this way. Everyone else would just try to cross there. And if they step on the bottom, they'd say, no big deal. It was an obstacle that was there, but everyone has to cross this way. And he instead said, I'm not listening to you. Don't try to make me give up on what I know I want to accomplish. I am not touching that ground. I am. I don't care about the gap in my way. I don't care about it. I'm going to figure out a way to get me to where I want to be without doing it the way everyone else expects me to do it. I'm going to stay committed and I'm going to confidently go there with that commitment and I'm going to succeed. I know that you have people in your life that you've watched, families you've watched, moms you've watched raise their families, dads, and you've thought, my goodness, they're incredible. They really stand up for what they believe in. They do it and they do it beautifully. And I know that can't be easy for them, but I want to be like that. And then sometimes when it comes down to it, you think, I can't. It, it's it's much easier to just go with the flow and do what everyone else is doing because my good friend's doing it the other way over here and I really like her and she has a great family and it's working out. But deep down, you know, you wanted more. Why are you not going for that? It's not easy, but there are simple ways to do it if we look to the right places and the right people who have traveled the journey before us and we use the right tools in our family, there are ways to to confidently stand up for what we are committed to in our families. In the opening part of this podcast, I say, swimming upstream does not come without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are cheering you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. You all, I am here. I'm cheering you on. I'm swimming upstream and I'm so glad you're coming along with me. I want to be here with you. We need more families. If we're going to get through this crazy world and this crazy time together, we have got to join hands, join forces, be the army of Christ right here on earth and build a stronghold together. But it takes our families first. It takes working on what's in here first and absolutely noticing what's out there, but making it inspire us to build from within and figure out all our weaknesses, grow stronger, 
build up our armor and build the families we want so that we can be courageous and joy-filled and faith-filled and live this life without the fear from out there. And I'm sure all this sounds good and you feel inspired and fired up and you want to get out there and do these things for your family too. And you can, you absolutely can. And the one thing I would encourage all of us to do is to have that community around you that desires the same thing as you because it's much easier to do this with friends who are going the same way as us. If, if you liked this episode and you want to talk about it with other friends, the best thing to do would be copy this link, share it with a friend, say, hey, listen to this. I'd love to talk about it. Let's grab coffee. Let's take a walk. Let's talk about these things that Jennifer brought up. And I want to know how you feel and what are some solutions that you've seen work and how do you stay on track and how do you go against the world when you know sometimes that's the easier thing to do. Have these conversations, keep building that fortress around you and have this conversation with your spouse as well and make sure you all are on the same page and you do know what you stand for. I know you can do this and I truly am rooting you on because as much as you want this for your family, I want it for your family just as badly because I want to see you succeed. I want to see us build this movement of really strong families in our country and our world today. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.